0: My number one album, big shocker to me, also folklore. Whoa. Are you ready to dive into all things Taylor Swift? Good for a Weekend is the ultimate podcast for any Swiftie. With new episodes dropping bi-monthly, as well as bonus episodes to give you real-time reactions to the latest rumors and news, it's your one-stop shop for all things T-Swift. We also love connecting with our fellow Weekenders, so be sure to connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and or Discord to share all your Taylor thoughts.
1: Good for a Weekend is available wherever you get your podcasts.
0: I know. Uh, of course is. My rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall
1: credit card bill. Consequence Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to The Spark Parade, a show where I geek out with artists and entertainers about their cultural spark of inspiration. I'm Adam Ons, at Spark Parade on all social media. Thanks so much for joining me. I have got a short and sweet pre-Thanksgiving episode for you today, featuring my conversation with superstar cellist Hauser about his spark, Baz Luhrmann's smash hit biopic, Elvis. It's a lovely little chat, and it's a great way to kick off the holiday season, if I do say so myself. So let's get to it. Quick Hauser facts. Stapan Hauser, known professionally as Hauser, is a Croatian cellist who is a member of the duo Two Cellists. He has performed in over 40 countries and has revolutionized the cello, bringing it into the mainstream, playing major stadiums around the globe, and he has gained a worldwide social media following with over one billion streams of his music. His new album, The Player, is out now. Quick Elvis facts. Elvis is Baz Luhrmann's recent biographical film based on the life of Elvis Presley and starring Austin Butler and Tom Hanks. The film has been a critical and commercial success, grossing $286 million worldwide against its $85 million budget. Butler's performance garnered widespread acclaim, with the film's costume design, production design, and musical sequences also receiving praise. And there you have it. Let's get into it, shall we? Here comes my chat with Hauser about Elvis. I always uh, start these conversations out kind of asking about your origin story with this piece of work. Um, I'm assuming, you know, this is very recent... Um, so I'm assuming it's kind of easier to to remember uh, how you you came uh, upon it but um do you remember finding out that this movie was happening?
2: Well since I was always a huge Elvis fan mm. I always knew what's happening regarding Elvis and I, actually I was actually really surprised because I didn't expect this movie to come out you mm. know suddenly out of the blue like because for a long time you know the younger generation don't really it wasn't really so popular, mm. unfortunately, you know, and suddenly, boom, this movie was announced. I was like, wow, yes, amazing. Mm. I was really excited when I saw the thriller. I could uh, already see that movie is going to be great just by watching this short uh, short thriller, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, what, what was your reaction uh, after you saw it?
2: I was like a fanboy suddenly. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I was just counting the days when, gonna be the whole movie in the cinemas and uh, i was excited how they're gonna present it you know how are they gonna show it in which light and how did they adjust it his image for the new generation
1: Mm, yeah and i think you know baz lerman who is famous for making these movies that are just huge spectacles it's uh you know this kind of big broadway production you know think about like moulin rouge or, or yeah. even romeo yeah. and juliet where it's this heightened kind of romanticized version of, of yeah. stories so i think you know people were a little not worried but like interested in in how he was going to interpret that story um and uh yeah you could really feel his uh particular stamp on the way he yeah. he told it but matches
2: completely with uh what Elvis was about as well, you know? Yeah. Because Elvis was this flamboyant performer on stage who did a revolution, his moves, his uh, clothes, the fashion, the everything, you know? Mm. So it totally made sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. And Perfect it, match. Yeah, and it, it just it felt to me... It's almost like impressionistic. There's this kind of dreamy quality that a normal... Uh, biopic, when they're telling somebody's story on screen, it tends to be very straightforward moving through the important you know uh, highlights of their life and this felt a little bit more fluid Um. Uh, so yeah, did you did you like that style? Did it feel like that was a, a good way yeah. to tell this story?
2: Yeah, because also you could really it's like you entered the Elvis head as well you were like uh, going through the journey of his life. And as you said, it wasn't just dry and biopic with the facts and highlights. It was really, you, you entered his uh, state of mind, the his mentality, the mood, the everything. And the actor, oh, wow, it's like you forgot it's acting. You just were looking like it's Elvis. You didn't really try to even compare. If it's Elvis, if it's not, is it uh, good acting? No, it's just, it was Elvis, you know? Right. So it's, incredible that he managed to go so deep into the role yeah really, really impressive to see it yeah
1: yeah and i know it you know that was a long process of putting this movie together like baz lerman said he'd been thinking about it for 30 years and yeah, yeah and was actually in production kind of developing it for five years and there was a huge list, you know, all of the most famous actors, young actors yeah. in Hollywood really wanting to do this role. And, you know, Austin Butler, who, who played all this, I don't think he was that famous. I don't think, you know, he's not, wasn't a household name. Um, and like you said, there are moments in this movie where it's like, it's really spooky. It's like, it looks exactly like him, <laughs> um, which yeah, is perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Um, he also afterwards he's done interviews and he still talks like elvis <laughs> he's like yes. i'll just kind of trick it i don't know yeah. how to get rid of this."
2: <laughs> wow your impression is good too are you I, are you an elvis fan
1: yeah 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 um you know oh. i i think um getting to see this particular version of his story you know i know reading from um responses from his family from uh Priscilla and Lisa Marie and uh his his grandkids all of them seemed really happy with it and there have been other versions of the story told that I think are a little bit more sensationalized um and uh you know this it was very clear that they wanted to make uh Colonel Tom Parker the the villain that, you know, he, he uh, yeah, yeah they, they had definitely identified him as the, the person to take on that role. That
2: was also interesting because it was like uh, from his point of view, Colonel's mm. point of view, which was like totally unexpected approach
1: to the movie. Yeah, having him narrate the whole thing. Yeah,
2: this was like, wow.
1: Yeah, that was... Uh, <laughs> and having, you know, Tom Hanks, who's like, yeah. you know, the most beloved actor in the world um playing this you know and i think it's uh calling him a villain is a little reductive it's like he was complicated he had a lot of different motives and you kind of felt like he loved elvis and wanted to support him and help him but also had a lot of you know self-interest and wanted to make money
2: if you think about it he played this Without Colonel, who knows if he would ever have, because he had this crazy vision as well. He was the one who invented basically how things are working in show business, you know? Right. So it was like equally important role. We can call him a villain now, but he was the first person to invent, I don't know, merchandising or these mm. kind of things. And mm-hmm. like the, the imagination, the creativity, how he managed to, you know, sell. Right and, and also, make Melvis the, the biggest star in the world right right I mean of course everything comes with a price so
1: yeah but yeah. those tactics he was a yeah yeah and all of the planning <laughs> that he did all of the tax- tactics that he used yeah. part of it was like that particular time period you know the internet didn't exist the the way that people could get their message out was it was much narrower and he used the narrow channels to the greatest effect and it's you know it's lasting like elvis is still the yeah. biggest selling solo artist in history yeah. um so yeah even if uh he had some kind of gray area motivations it was more going
2: geniuses in a way yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. Time for a quick break, because somebody's got to keep the lights on around here, but we'll be right back And that, that part where they're talking about, um, you know, Elvis really wanting to tour and, and leave the country and the colonel really yeah, trying to yeah. keep him from doing that. But one of the things that he came up with that's kind of, a, in his mind, a compromise is doing this, like, satellite broadcast all over the world. Yeah, yeah. Hawaii. And it's incredible. It's like something that no one had ever it's achieved It's another invention, yeah. Right. And just really trying, as you know, trying to make money in whatever way he can but yes. a lot of the ideas that he developed are still really important in in the world yeah. of music now um, so they
2: were both revolutionary in a way mm-hmm. yeah always for the music for uh, for all this uh, stage presence he was a, one of the first who actually was a real entertainer on stage
0: you mm. know?
2: before him everyone it was like very stiff very you know yeah no one was like there was no this hysterical reaction from the woman in the audience. He was mm. like the first one to have this effect you know on people on ladies on culture,
1: yeah, and you know got in trouble for it as well. It was like uh, <laughs> it, it, it it wasn't just new it was really controversial it was something that um you know people weren't quite ready for but yeah. um Yeah, I think, you know, being at the the forefront, one of, if not the first rock superstar or superstar of any kind of music, that it was really the dawning of that kind of power for musicians. Um, And I do also think about how overwhelming that must have been for him to not have anyone else who's had the same experience and to really be going through that um, yeah, in a way that no one on earth ever in history had really experienced that kind of fame before. No. Um, so. He invented fame. Mm, yeah. Just really, uh, like you said, that kind of hysteria really, yeah. you know, having these fans that were just like totally could, losing their minds over him. And I, yeah. you know, I don't know, maybe, uh, people, felt that way about william shakespeare too but i don't i don't think so we don't have um, a brew right right <laughs> and that's the other thing is like all of it being documented all of it you know yeah people like basically every moment of his life being followed and examined under a microscope and um yeah that that intense pressure as well that obviously wore on him over time um and also that idea of like not only people being hungry for fame, but wanting people to stay young and, uh, you know, that, that people, even at that time were starting with when the Beatles, uh, became popular, yeah s- started moving away from him and not giving him the same kind of attention and how difficult that must've been too. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's uh, a really brilliant it, – it's, it's, it's very, like, fast-paced. It moves through the events of his life yeah. in a way that feels, like, very exciting. And there's just stuff happening all the time. Yeah. But it's long. <laughs> like, it's yeah. almost three hours long, and it doesn't feel like that. It kind of no, – the no, no. running time just goes through you. Are there other, like – particular moments uh performances or anything in the in the movie that really stood out to you
2: well yeah i mean every time he's on stage that's what's mm. most for me at least this is the most fun part because i'm a performer and i always wait for those moments when he starts singing and mm. moving yeah his and you know go crazy and yeah he went invent, he went to the he was like a it was like a rock and roll yeah that was the beginning king of rock yeah and yeah this is where i got really inspired because also me as a cellist i try to do revolution as well myself mm. so when you see those things these moments in history that were like changed the course of history it's so
1: inspiring to see yeah yeah just really wanting to kind of think outside the box and, and, and there things. is only few performers that are on
2: this level like elvis or michael Freddie. i mean that's it these are the like ultimate showmen you know entertainers
1: Right. Yeah. And creating modes of performance, do doing things on stage yeah, that yeah. are so revolutionary and yes, then now yes. are so ingrained in everyone. And yeah. other people performing emulate those things, maybe yeah. without even knowing, because it's so a part of what live really. performance is. Yes. Um yeah, I also wonder how closely those performances in the film matched the real life performances. Because there are moments, you know, when he's in his full leather outfit um, performing in to a studio audience. I, I remember seeing footage of that actual performance, but I don't know if they... Tried to like make it exactly the same as what it was, or if that was more of an interpretation, I'd be interested oh, to same. look at it. Same. Yeah, completely the same. Yeah, 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 incredible. Yeah, it felt very uh, those, those moments in particular, the performance moments felt much more like they were trying to do a literal, yeah, uh, like. Yes say we want to make sure that this is exactly the same as what it was and then everything else in between felt a bit dreamier kind of like interpreting what happened rather than saying this is exactly the way it was um and the combination of those two things works really well at least for me (laughs) yeah for sure what what did you think of uh tom hanks performance
2: yeah i was surprised because Mm. i couldn't even realize it's tom hanks yeah yeah. To really enter to this, and I never really expected Tom Hanks to do this kind of role. It's mm-hmm. really unexpected and the role of a villain, kind of. And it's like incredible. He did a great, great show.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, w- one of those times when somebody's got so much makeup and so many prosthetics on. It's yeah. like he looks like a completely different person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they had to stop filming the movie for a little while, because you remember at the beginning of the pandemic, he was, like, one of the first celebrities to test positive for COVID, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's another thing that I think the... uh, It's amazing to me to think that they started filming this just before the pandemic started. They paused for a little bit, and then most of this was filmed right in the thick of, like, the worst part of the pandemic. Yeah, I think they started uh filming again in september of 2020 something like that so it was like still really bad it must have been um, yeah quite difficult to work around those restrictions but so much um, challenges. yeah imagine we wait, we wait
2: 30 years to do the movie and then <laughs> pandemic hits right well, it's, yeah it's like all against all the odds yeah the masterpiece was made
1: yeah i thought i had it bad because i had to cancel a vacation but (laughs) i think this is probably (laughs) probably uh feels a little bit worse and they Um, had to do follow all these rules masks etc right oh my god yeah yeah it's uh even even now i mean i think the rules especially for film and tv are really strict they they don't want to take any chances um even like I know somebody who's in a Broadway play and I went to see the show and came out afterwards. She came out to say hello. She was wearing a mask and she's like, even outside, even in front of the building, if they see me without a mask on, I'll get in so much trouble. Like I have to be really careful. So, um, you know, a a lot of it is protecting people's investments and, you know, any, anything that slows down the process is gonna, is gonna really, um, mess with it. But, um, Yeah uh quite quite an achievement all around you know putting aside covid um, it's it's quite yeah. a a spectacle quite quite amazing um cool well uh i feel very satisfied do you feel good oh, yeah. <laughs> great. great um well thank you so much for making time for me this has been really fun thank you man nice all to right. meet you yeah you too all, right, all take the care. best bye 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 that was nice wasn't it Thanks again to Hauser. His new album, The Player, is out now. And, you know, you can go buy it on Black Friday when you're out in your shopping frenzy. Okay? Great. And that's about it. Follow me on social media, if you dare, at Spark Parade, across the board. Other than that, have a great Thanksgiving. If you are celebrating, eat an obscene amount of food on Thursday, whether you care about Thanksgiving or not. And until next time... Bye. Say
0: goodbye